Hello, and welcome to A Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan. My pronouns are he, him. And today I am joined by... Hey there, guys. My name is Tyler. Uh, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-aspected street exorcist. Hi, everybody. My name is Christina. I will be playing Elion. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. Uh, they are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and I play Resh Ferris. My pronouns are she, her, as well as Ferris's. She is a wood-aspected dragon-blooded who has a familiar named Zeke, who is a ferret, and she's kind of a performer, petty theft. And this is Exalted, like a dragon-blooded. Hello, friends and fans. Brendan here with some before-game information. As I mentioned before, I was going to go over some of my decisions from last episode. In that episode, we saw Ricky use the dramatic wound system. After re-listening, I learned that I had actually let him get off way easier than he should have. Normally, the amount of the dramatic wound and what that it does is determined by how many health levels that you're actually negating, with uh, the amount of health levels that he negated, which was 7+, plus, actually resulting in losing a limb or other dire circumstances. It didn't feel earned for Thanos to basically de-limb Ricky uh, in their first encounter uh, and basically lay a smackdown right onto the PC. Uh, admittedly, Divine and Ricky were both given ample opportunity to run away and exit the scene and instead decided to fight. Thanos had, in fact, been written up before Session 1 even began and was intended to be a major antagonist from the get-go. Our gang, however, as you'll soon come to find out, really does like to aggro bosses way too early. On this episode, Ferris meets an old friend, Elian makes plans, and Divine and Ricky do what they want. Well, that your two friends are off fighting Guild Factor Thanos, uh, Elian and Ferris have made their escape up to uh, the Desert Basilisk. Uh, there, Minami sent you two, as well as your uh, chaotic mishmash of people that you've saved, up to the third floor, I believe, to the uh, the Izath offices. Uh, do you guys, do you two, uh, follow upstairs as well? I know I had run upstairs at first and, uh, Elion was meeting me up there, but, um, I would assume if that's where he wants us to go, then we would go there. Okay. So then you're going to have just a moment to, uh, of reaction to this before Elion comes up, because I believe that you two were actually fairly close. As you go up to the Ezath uh, headquarters, um, when you open up the door, it is a fairly large. It's the size. It's the size of the restaurant. It's just you know on the third floor. Uh, it's got like a desk. It's got over in the corner. There's a small flag that has the uh, that has the, uh, the the symbol, which is like an uh, an open uh, an open shark's jaw, like kind of drawn on the wall with the. Uh, 
with the with the name Ezath uh, scribbled in, in in old realm hieroglyphics. Uh, it is a fairly sparse area with some books, some ledgers around. There's a desk. Uh, there's a couch. There is a table with a uh, with like an ashtray on it with a smoldering cigar sitting in it. And as it, you kind of look up, you see you see someone who you did not expect to be here. They're not, they're sitting down in a very relaxed pose, uh, legs kind of uh, just kind of like spread out uh, and like relaxed on the couch as they're looking at the door. Uh, is a young man with uh, green hair. Uh, that is uh, short and pulled back, and you can see a little bit of like, like bright, like orange, almost like autumn foliage, kind of stuck in his hair. Uh, he's wearing uh, what looks like basically like really large, like tinted sunglasses, and he has a few like weathered lines on his face from like what you can only just kind of assume is stress. He is fairly muscular wear, wearing a wearing uh, a buff jacket which is essentially like a uh like a large trench coat that's been reinforced with some plating on the inside um and when the, he sees you he smiles and gives a hearty laugh and just kind of goes <laughs> ferris it's so good to see you uh, and you are greeted by your older brother, Reshbalar. As I entered, I'm probably still looking a little bit frazzled and a little, like, probably a little dirty from running through the fucking sewers and shit. When I see him there, I'll give a nice, like, sigh of relief and just kind of, like, almost a de-stress kind of thing where my body relaxes more. Oh, am I glad to see you. Yeah, I was uh I was wondering when they uh you or any of the rest would show up. I little little weird you're showing up at uh at the Ezath headquarters. Don't you guys have a place in the undermarket though? Brendan question, the uh the whatever the inn that we were at, is that the place he's talking about? Uh he is talking about the place where that you and your uh crew and uh Desert Bloom uh basically like set set up the crew. You guys basically have a small shack in the undermarket. Okay, that's that's what I thought. Um I'm just going to I'm going to nod and be like, "Uh yeah. We do. Working on a better place. Um What are you doing here?" Well, I wanted to come by and make sure that everything was uh was functioning in Chiroscuro for uh for the family here. We're uh Looks like this is going to be one of the new war zones for us. Uh, the guild's really taken a liking to Chiroscuro now that they know that they can get a little more handsy. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, he kind of like picks up the smoldering cigar and starts smoking it again and just kind of. Listen, w- what are you doing at another family's headquarters. This is honestly a little weird. Honest answer? Uh, getting away from the guild? Oh, well, why would you get away from the, and like at this point the door opens and all of the, uh, all of the people that, uh, 
that Elian has been leading back uh, from the undermarket come pouring through the doors. Uh, and I assume at the very end, it's followed by Elian. So just refugees and Elian walk in? Is that- yes, pretty much. And there's just this dude that they don't recognize sitting, lounging on a couch? There is a guy who that who looks a lot like Ferris, just a little older, lounging on the couch, and he has an air of authority to him. So, being the investigative sort that Elyon is, could they interpret that they're they're probably related, and this is probably more so ahead of a family type of thing? I, I'm going to just give it to you. Yes, this is uh, they are most definitely related. You are you are basically the Sherlock Holmes of the group. You basically look at Bilar and go. And then look at Ferris and just kind of like look back and forth for a moment. And then like the pieces line up in your head and then immediately you it also clicks in your head that, oh, if that's her older brother, that's the guy who's in charge of the entire crime family. So I, I'm feeling, I feel like with the description you gave, he kind of looks like an older Ferris, but like the summer edition and Ferris is like the fall edition. Cause you said he's got like a lot of greens and Ferris has like blonde hair and a lot of like oranges and more, but he has like, autumn. He has, he has a few uh, leaves in his hair that have like autumn colors to it. Um, you know, Ferris, that that is a new addition to him uh, as he's been getting older. Oh, uh, he he does have a few decades on you. Elion's just gonna kind of get the. What do we call them? Refugees at this point. Yeah, refugees. Uh, Elion's just gonna kind of like shuffle them off to the side. Uh, do that back and forth between the two Rush siblings and do just a very slight head bow to uh, Bilar, you says how it's pronounced? Yes. And look up. Pleasure to see you. He nods to Elian. Ah, pleasure to meet you as well. I believe this is my first time in Shiroskiro. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting everyone from this family. You've caught us at a... I would not say inconvenient time, but a hectic time at the moment. (laughs) I can see that. Uh, It looks like that recruiting in this city has been going well. This is not so much recruiting, more liberation. Did, Did these people have the unfortunate circumstances of working with or being part of the guild then then like the tyrants of old i see no difference in this they are welcome to stay uh at any of our family's homes until that they decide where that they wish to go and i'm gonna look at them good it's it's glad to hear that we have your support in housing um those that the guild has enslaved like the tyrants of old, we oppose the 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 exploitative nature of the guild. We won't let people be brushed aside when they still have so much more worth and life left in them. 
that's uh that's good to hear because I believe there is another area being exploited by the guild of younger who are being used and exploited because of their lack of education to perform tasks. He takes your words in for a moment and kind of shuffles them through his head before uh, realizing your, uh, your intent behind a little bit nicer words than he might've put it. I see. We'll have to liberate them as well. Perfect. Uh, I've gathered some information, so it'll just require a little bit of planning. We're currently waiting on two other members to join us. Uh, they provided a distraction for us so we could get, and they motioned to the group of refugees, the liberated, uh, so we could get them safely away. So we are hoping they were also able to get away safely. He nods, kind of looks Elian over. So then, you must be Renal Elian, correct? Your captain speaks high, high praises of you in his missives back to Great Forks. I'm glad I'm being of service. I take it that the other two are uh, Ricky and uh, Amalar Divine, the uh, teacher I sent with my little sister. I was not aware that Divine was Ferris's teacher, but Divine did arrive with her. Divine is a teacher. He is not Ferris's teacher. So um, is there anything that either of you would like to ask uh, Reshbalar before the boys come in? I suppose just the general conversation of how everything's going over on Great Forks and comparing notes back and forth type of thing. And, you know, what we just had to deal with a little bit better than how we kind of described it. Catching up. As far as Great Forks is concerned, we are currently one of the one of the leading uh, people in there. We've attained uh, two out of the three major gods uh, backing for existing within Great Forks, as long as we can continue to uh, provide services for their worshippers. Uh, we're not yet ready to kick the guild out of. Uh, that bastion of the scavenger lands, but we're hoping that it'll come one day. That's why that some of their larger forces have been moving south. Trade deals with the realm are much easier to deal with uh, out of the Chiroscuran ports than they are out of Nexus, when you have to get past a Lukshayan blockade. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, you all are planning on getting a new place then, I assume, since... Your matriarch is coming within a few weeks. Is that correct? We are working on it currently. We're trying to acquire the funds to get the place. Excellent. Then I look forward to uh, visiting you all in your new place of business and not having to worry about whatever the old hovel that Desert Bloom picked out was. Seeing as a... Uh... Gathering the funds for this place has been a little more than we thought it would take. Any chance we could get a little help? 
And Ferris is going to kind of bat her eyes at her older brother in a pleading way. Make me a charisma plus presence roll. Is there anything that you'd like to add on to that? The puppy dog eyes and the pouty lip. Kind of like like when a younger sibling is trying to get their older sibling to like play with them or hang out with them or let them join. You should totally have your ferret like give the pleading eyes too. Yes! <laughs> he will pop out of my blouse and also give him the sad puppy dog eyes like I've trained him. I will, I will give you a two-dot stunt for that, only because I know that looks so well. So that's an extra two dice and an auto-success. Are there any charms or anything that you can use to boost this? I don't think I have any charms that would help. Uh, he has an effective resolve of four. Remember, puff out your chest, assert your dominance. Definitely not the time to use that one. Brendan. Yes question and you can say no because it's it's kind of going to be a little off the wall here can i use performance instead if i give the whole spiel of how having this place would be better for my safety so i'm not down in that place that he referred to as a hovel or something like that and play off the whole like if I have a better place to help run things, you wouldn't have to worry too much about, like, my safety playing the whole, like, little sister to be safe thing. And doing, like, drastic hand motions and stuff to, like, almost like I'm trying to give a PowerPoint presentation of why him helping would help a lot. What is okay? So here's my question: What is what kind of performance does Ferris specialize in? Dance, so like body movements. Okay, are you going to do this as an interpretive dance? I could. I could definitely do that. Like when I talk about like, oh, if I stay in this hovel, it'll be detrimental to or my safety, and kind of do like a feign, like hand across the forehead, like fainting kind of gesture. Whatever I can do, like, make Grandoy's gestures for this. Talking with my hands, stuff like that. If you if you flavor this as you put on a small dance number while, while doing this, I will let you roll performance. If that's the case, then I would do... I will do the dance, but I would also want to use... Hidden. Uh, first of all, is my my animo not flaring anymore, right? Uh, no, it is not. Um, I would want to use hidden petal area, aria. Um, expresses multiple layers of meaning via artistic performance, conveying a secret message message through nu- nuances of speech and movement. She in- may embed a message one sentence long into her performance, conveying it only to select members of her audience. And this can incorporate social influence. Would putting the uh, the message into that of one sentence, so a little money could really help us get this place to help the family out. Okay, so here, so you're using hidden pedal aria, right? So the point of hidden pedal aria is to. Convey uh, convey a secret message. Okay, then maybe not. 
I would still want to try, like, if I have to do it as an interpretive dance type thing to get the point across, I will, since that's what I specialize in. And I'll have Zeke help me. Yeah, uh, that... If you if you do this as as an interpretive dance, essentially, I will let I will let you use performance. Then that's what I'll do. I'll do it as an interpretive dance. I'll use Zeke as a as one of the actors in this dance to help portray this message across of the whole. Uh, we need extra money so we can get this place. The the interpretive dance is basically going to tell them like. We need some help getting this place. It'll be better for the family. And then I'm not sure if I'm going to do it after or during the dance, but I'm going to let them know that there were other people trying to buy the place out as well from the family. You can do all of that. Uh, you you put together an, an on-the-spot dance routine. Do you want to use any like charms to boost your performance or anything? Well, now that you mention it, I do have audience enthusing display, which uh, is the excellency for performance. I do have a specialization in performance for dancing. So then that is an extra dice for you. This is this is ridiculous and I love it. All right. So with all of that together, that's five for performance plus two for charisma seven plus the two for my specialization or one for the specialization, that's eight, plus the two that you gave me as a stunt. Go ahead and roll it. So I rolled four successes, and you gave me an automatic success for the stunt, and I got an automatic success for my excellency. So that's six. The scene that plays out before, and you know, uh, Britt, stop me if you feel like this is wrong. Uh, the scene that plays out uh, in front of everyone, in front of all these uh, liberated folks, the leader of the crime family and Elian, is that Ferris and Zeke put on an, a sudden bout of interpretive dance. You're all not really sure if she's had this practiced or not, but when it, she suddenly grabs two of the refugees who she is at most only known for 10 minutes and they begin dancing with her in absolute lockstep and like con- helping to convince like the need for money as that like the interpretation as that like two of them on the side plus Zeke go down onto their knees to bet to like beg and then uh Ferris kind of showers a few spare yen that she had in her pocket, like onto them. You're not sure if she's had this practiced her whole life or not, or if this was just everybody suddenly getting really swept up in the moment, but it looks like it works. Hey, and I'm going to finish it off with the puppy dog eyes and the pouty lip. And Zeke's going to be next to me with the puppy dog eyes and the ferret version of a pouty lip. Reshbalar kind of looks to you and then everything else, and he just kind of goes, I'll see what I can do, little sis. Um, what that I'm going to use mechanically for this is that the um the money that you were going to get from uh all of the uh the, the heist stuff is going to be increased uh because you're not gonna have to go through a fence to do it. 
basically at some point desert bloom is going to approach uh the boss and the boss is going to be like don't worry i've got it and we'll basically fence it free of charge for you and we'll be able to get like you more money as soon as the dance number finishes up you all can uh and uh bilar kind of goes uh not again i guess i'll help you all can hear the sound of people outside being upset as a crowd has begun to form outside of the, uh, the, the, the road that leads up to the desert basilisk as trade has halted. And there is a 15 foot foot tall horse blocking traffic. Ricky and divine. You guys are on the bottom floor of, uh, or on the restaurant floor of the Desert Basilisk. I'm going to kick the door in. Not like kick it and like break it, but like open it very forcefully and yell for Manami. And as we walk through, I'm going to be yelling out the back at some random merchant. Hey, go fuck yourself. Can't you see my man's injured? Ricky, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, oh. Hey, 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 hey. I'm fucking hungry. I'm going to like, like slouch down into a seat really like haphazardly and just like sit there pissed off looking. And, uh, I'll take one coffee, please. And sit down next to Ricky. Minami just kind of looks at you and just goes, you know, your fucking friends are upstairs uh, with about 50 refugees that they have up in uh, my family's barracks right now. Yeah, we, uh, they can wait. We, uh, rest would be nice. Zuh. Divine tries to compose himself. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, so, uh, Ricky, what the fuck happened to you? What the fuck, man? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Some asshole got what was coming to him, I'll tell you that. You know, that, that's fucking fair. Um, you, your friend's upstairs. If uh, I'll, I'll bring you some food if you want to go rest and not have to worry about assholes barging. W- would you mind moving the horse, though? Uh... I'm a little short-staffed today. I can't really deal with everybody coming in. Okay, just like does like the two-finger whistle, and I assume Lucy will just go somewhere else because I have communication powers from a horse. Yeah, uh, Lucille moves out of the way of of the road, unblocking traffic, and then uh, just kind of hangs out on the side of the building. <laughs> Sounds good. So where the fuck are they? They're upstairs in the. Uh, they're upstairs in the in the uh, in the Ezath barracks. Uh, Why the fuck are they up there? Well, they had a bunch of people. They said they needed a place to lay low while you guys were doing something. <sighs> All right, whatever, whatever. All right, I gotta go kick another door open, and I go upstairs and kick another door open. Uh, you kick the door open just as that the the tail end of uh, Ferris's dance routine is uh everybody's kind of coming off from that uh two two of the two of the inexperienced dancers are just like oh i had no idea that we had that in us oh wow that was amazing and then everybody just kind of looks as the doors just kicked open the fuck did i just walk into whoa we do we need the wants to come back later you know we didn't win the butt in we need to make an appointment what's what's going on you, you know we don't need money that bad to force people that we just broke out of slavery to, you know, put dances on for other families, right? This is my family. This this is my brother. I'm going to point to uh, 
Resh Bilar behind me at the desk with the cigar. Brendan, please remind me the importance of Resh Bilar to my crime family. Uh, Resh Bilar is the guy who's in charge of all the crime families. Oh, okay. Someone make sure. He is the equivalent of the Godfather. Nice. You know, it's uh, nice to see you and all, but, but honestly, I don't have the energy in me for formality right now. I'm going to sit the fuck down. And I go and sit the fuck down. Uh, Bilar kind of looks over at Divine and just kind of goes, yeah, you, you, your friend here, uh, your friend here kind of looks like he just got in a fight, a fight with an anathema and won. What the hell happened? Uh, Ricky's going to promptly go to sleep in one of the booths until he's woken up for food. You know, every now and then, Alexion has to make it difficult for a guild member to do any trade. So uh, we we picked a fight, and uh, you could say we won. Yeah, we won. We definitely won that. Yeah, totally. It was not a close call whatsoever. Ah, well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you guys came out of that uh, on the other side of life instead of stuck down in the underworld. Uh, my little sister here was just uh, convincing me that I should do some uh, help her out since you guys have been through so much trouble and freed so many people, basically making a good name for us. Oh, yeah, we've been working real hard on making a good name for us. If you have some time, could I, uh, I've got some contracts. Would you, uh, mind giving them a once over? It's for a, uh, partnership with a brothel, a gambling hall, and a, he's going to hold up his hand and do air quotes, a hotel. So you got a gambling hall and two brothels. Well, I mean, one sells companionship the other one sells uh insurance the uh highly explosive kind of insurance it sounds like some kind of guild scam you got going on the the ends a front for an underground arms dealer oh why didn't you just say it was an underground arms dealer divine is one of those Oops. the bountiful bear yeah, yeah, as soon as we uh, sign this contract, I'll be uh, half-owner of the Bountiful Bear. You see, that's the place that I want to liberate the people that are being taken advantage of. Well, it'll be a lot easier to release people of their contracts, I guess. Need some restructuring. Uh, my partner doesn't uh, kind of takes a laissez-faire approach to managing that, and... Uh, Let's the madam run things. They're basically recruiting young girls. A lot of them that are uneducated and can't really tell what they're signing up for and taking advantage. You said there's a madam that runs this place. Yeah, she's a she's a madam from the Blessed Isle. Uh, now she's uh, taking care of business for my partner down in the undermarket. All right. Uh, did you get a name from her? Usually the uh, usually the house name will tell you how much of a problem that we're dealing with. It won't be difficult to get their name. I just once we get these uh, contracts signed and I get them back to my partner, I'm sure we can go over the finer details of getting the youthful uh, employees uh, released from their contract, so that 
only people who want to be working there are working there. That shouldn't be too much of a problem. If Once nothing every... else, I'll just buy it out. Fair enough. Once everything's in writing, it should be easy enough to deal with. And we've already got a vested interest in these kinds of things. It seems that uh, Elian here also wants to deal with it. So why don't we make a day of it once that uh, we've all rested and we've found a place for these people? Yeah, and I can uh, show you all around properly without guild interruption this time, maybe. <laughs> Ricky broke that factor's fucking nose. It was glorious. Whoa, 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 whoa. You guys fought a factor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, factor showed up. He was talking some, uh, talking some shit about surrendering, and then, you know, Ricky here isn't a big fan of slave traders, and he finds out that he's a guy that was slave trading, and couldn't let him fight him alone. So, we'd kick the shit out of a factor. Thanos, right? That was the name? Yeah. So I actually have another factor involved in a, a personal contract that I'm working on. Danik Sora. So if you hear anything about that particular person, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll keep an ear out for it. But Thanos was also on the contract for one of the girls that I visited at the brothel to figure out what was going on there. Yeah, Thanos is uh they've got they've got them doing some pretty shady shit for the guild, so that's part of why it was so easy to talk uh talk Salon into, you know, going legit. Resh Pilar is going to stand up and move over towards Ricky. And there's kind of like this uh, snap of his fingers to try and wake up the uh, the sleep the the, the sleeping uh, young punk. Hey, yeah. that looks like it fucking hurts. He kind of points down at your arm. Yeah, it don't feel too good, but I'll be aye. Nothing a little. Uh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you will. Sure about that? Yeah, probably. Oh, thanks for reminding me, though. Uh, I actually have a thing for this, Brendan. Uh, I'm not sure if this is applicable, but I pick. I took... Uh, hold on, let me find the name of it. I actually have several points in medicine. I have um, the wound closure technique. Oh, maybe what I did with the, with the light. Yeah, I'd say that that's what that you probably did with the light. So Bilar is going to look down at that and kind of go, yeah, let me, uh, let me get that for you. And he is going to very roughly go to grab your arm, like right where that it, the tendon got sliced. Whoa. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. He is then going to spend 10 motes and one willpower, uh, to use his signature charm. Uh, and let me, you know, just for the sake of it, let me roll. Uh, so as he does this, his aura, his wood aura suddenly like bursts to life and like begins to fill the room. There's a vibrancy of life and uh, and the smell of uh, far eastern uh, like perfumes and like the, the smell of like cedar on the wind as this happens. Uh, any like plants or anything that were in the area begin to have a sudden rapid bit of like growth to them. 
Would that count for the vines I have growing out of my head in my hair? If you want it to. I'll accept it. So also the vines growing out of Ferris's hair begin to grow a little bit more. And uh, with 11 successes, uh, Reshbalar is going to use the signature uh, wood aspect charm Rebirth of Flesh and Ivy. And is going to instantly heal your uh, your crippling injury as well as as well as all of your health levels. Wow. Um, you are allowed to, if you wish, as a mark to show that he had done this, you are allowed to make it look like maybe the scar resembles uh, wood or grass or plants or something like that. Uh, I'll leave it up to you. It, it literally says in the charm that the player uh, of the uh, that, that you can choose to be marked by the healing. Uh, it's up to you, bud. I mean, sure. Okay, so you no longer have that crippling injury right now as that the literal leader of the entire crime family has healed you. Yeah, that feels pretty fucking good. Not going to lie. It feels a lot better. Do what I can by helping out people. That's what uh, that's what my mom always did. Well, thank you. Kind of stretches the arm out. <sighs> Ferris is just going to smile as she like runs her fingers through the longer vines in her hair now. Oh, oh! Speaking of speaking of needle tools, hey, is the is the under, is the end market on fire? I didn't really look before I left. I was pretty, uh, you know, upset. I'm, uh, I, I'm sure it'll be fine. The undermarket is used to these kinds of things and has been on fire a couple times. People put it out. Why would it be on fire? What? Well, you know, we got little, uh, you know. Uh, you know. Yeah, you know how it is, Elian. Yeah, you know how it is, Elian. No, I don't. Oh, come on. You don't ever get a little bit uh, upsetty spaghetti? Get a little hot under the collar? Elian just kind of looks at themselves. No, not really. Well, must be fucking nice. Yeah, when when uh, when fire aspects get a, little, get a little tilted, we start lighting the world on fucking fire. Gotta be a little careful about that one. Sorry. I spent years of training to just kind of let things roll off of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years of training. They were great times. Best of times, worst of times. Anyways, uh, it'll be fine. It's the end of market. It's a shithole anyway. Hey, hey, that that's my shithole that you're talking about. Motherfucker, you ain't been here a week. Fuck off. And yet, I've still managed to gain more property than you have. And how long have you been here again? Uh, it's all my property. You'll be alright. Oh, yes. Uh, the property of the... Yeah, go down the corner and see who the fuck knows you, wise guy. No one knows who the fuck you are. I'm gonna, like, raise my hand in the middle of them arguing and just go, uh, it's actually all his property, and I'm gonna point to, uh, Resh Bilar. Yeah, right, jackass. Talking to, talking to, a Divine, not, not Bilar. Bilar's just kind of smiling there, and every now and again, he's picking up the uh, the cigar that he had and like just kind of like puffing on it uh, idly. So then, we're gonna rest up, and then we're gonna go handle this thing at that brothel that Divine owns. Yeah, about that. Uh, so sorry, 
But uh, the Order of the Immaculate Monks might be a little bit, might be a little butthurt, you know. Yeah, they uh, they were doing some some shady shit underneath that their bar, and I might have beat the shit out of one of their big guys and left them, you know, bloody and broken in the basement. You know, you know, comes to the territory. Yeah, I'm sure it's not the first bloody beaten body to be found in the basement of a. Yeah, I don't like those guys much. I don't like those guys too much. So, uh, yeah, uh, deal with it, I suppose. Uh, they'll come for me anyway, so it'll be fine. <sighs> well, I really didn't want to make a enemy of the Immaculate Order, but I guess here we are. Well, they were already my enemy, if it makes you feel a little bit better. But it might not. And j- just a smidge. Okay, well, that's better than nothing. So, uh, about that food... And at the Rick mention of food, from Anami again. Hey, I'm coming! I'm coming! It's only me down here. Yeah, what else is new? It's always only you. I'm dying over here, almost literally. He comes up uh, and basically brings way more food than he should be able to carry, and starts serving it to everyone in the room. Uh, prioritizing, obviously, the dragon-blooded in the room first, and then the people who were saved. So the sun sets as you guys have had a very, very rough day. Uh, people regain. Uh, if you guys have spent any willpower, you regain a point for having a uh, nice night's rest. And currently, uh, the family is trying to find ways to deal with the freed people who that Ferris and Ricky and everyone else brought to the family. So um, I know that the plan for today was to... Go and take care of that brothel. I just kind of wanted to sit and make a plan for how we're going to approach that. That sounds good to me. I was actually going to ask what you guys' plan was. Um, so in that case, um, how early do you guys get up and go about planning? Planning. So, hmm. so I was just going to walk up and be like, hey, new ownership. All contracts are under renegotiation. You don't like it, you can get out. I mean, that's simple enough that it could work. Uh, I just also want a plan B. Plan B is for bloodshed. Right? That worked so well for us last time. It could be. um, But I just like having more than one plan ready first off. To catch Ferris up. So the Bountiful Bear is taking advantage of people with contracts. um, Younger girls from what i can tell maybe some boys i didn't really get a great look at everything um they wrapped it up in very poor legalese for people who can't understand contracts and don't understand what they're really signing um and as a way to pay them back after a farce of promising them riches for singing or whatever various talents i can only speak on one person I've spoken to at the place but from what I can tell it's not legit and we need to get them out of there I also have a contract to to rescue someone from there gotcha so uh, I think the simplest first step would be to go in introduce ourselves as new ownership and say that we want a meeting with uh all of the staff members and all of the uh 
contracted individuals. And then from there, I guess we could get a gauge of, you know, whether we shut the place down or it's a few bad contracts. I believe I stated explicitly that I committed the contract to memory using my eidetic memory. Can I kind of regurgitate what's written in the contract to everybody here just so they kind of know how bad the wording and how advantageous it is for the brothel versus the people actually working for them? Um, I want to say yes uh, off the top of my head. Let me just look at the uh, the wording for eidetic memory real quick, and then I'll give you a decision. Okay. I know it gives me plus one auto success. Um, uh, yeah. Um, in that case, um, if you could roll me a, I'm going to say an intelligence uh, and bureaucracy roll, since you're trying to recall the exact legalese. Five plus one auto success. Well, shit. I have five dots in intelligence, one in bureaucracy. Question, are you going to write it down as well uh, so then that people can actually read it and like look over it? Or are you just going to regurgitate the whole thing? I mean, if I if we have the means for me to write it down, I assume we do. I would prefer to write it down just so we have a copy of it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, with uh, with six successes, you can the the only thing that you're go- it's not the verbatim contract but it is close enough that it would probably hold up in a court of law so long as they didn't have the verbatim contract. Uh, so Elian's going to just kind of go into the zone and write this all out, flipping through the pages, and hands it to whoever wants to look at it. Uh, it's not precisely the contract, but close enough. Oh, and in looking through your notes, I do realize that I owe you about two or three other names. Yes, I believe for the signatures that were on the contract. Yes. So I believe that you had uh, Tanos and Danik Sora on there. Yes, I have uh, Danik Sora and Tanos. There is also the signature of one Diacru, uh, Scythia. So these are just singular names like Tanos is. Uh, Danik Sora is the only one that has a double, has a full like double name written down. Correct. Uh, having, not having a family name is not that, is not that odd in, in the world of Exalted. That's right. I just wanted to make sure, just clarifying, I guess. And the final name on there is Sinis Sabrine. Why? Is there a reason Sinis sounds familiar to me? I'm not sure if that's in character or out of character, or if that's just a random name that just sounds familiar to me. There's a very large chance that it could actually sound familiar uh, both ways. Um, let, let's see if Elian uh, knows a little bit about their uh, about the the history of creation. If you want to give me an intelligence and lore roll, sure. Three successes. Give me just a second. So, uh, Sinus should sound very familiar to anyone who's dragon blooded and familiar with the realm because it is one of the great houses. It is specifically one of the two wood houses, House Sinus. While that you don't know the particulars of how that House Sinus operates, you do know them by reputation. Their house reputation is that they tend to take advantage of people. Uh, in the shortest terms, uh, they have a reputation as being a bunch of slaving assholes. 
but they're also uh, considered like the party house. I don't like that those two uh, reputations belong to the same house. Yeah, that uh, leads to some questions that are probably better left not answered and, you know, burned down. Good thing it's made out of wood. Right? Yeah, I just, I knew it sounded familiar and I just couldn't peg it. Uh, So I'm just going to relay that information to everybody as uh, I write the signatures at the end. Do we need to do any more planning? Well, what's the plan B? It's it, I, I don't think bloodshed counts as a plan B. It could count as a plan B, but do we have a better plan B? Um, you know, I say we just do it. We'll uh, we can stop by the office and talk to Salon. I need to drop off her wine, anyways, and uh, see if. She can give us a uh, bigger picture of what's going on in our brothel. I think this is enough to be actionable intel, but maybe with the sway of both halves of ownership, uh, we can avoid having to use Plan B for bloodshed. Now, just so you're aware, I did go there under the guise of, I guess, what is intended for that place... Um, I don't think I explicitly said that was why I was there, because that wasn't. I just said I was looking for someone of the description of the girl I was looking for. Uh, but I don't know if it would be good for me to go back in there or not. Hey, what what you do or don't do in your spare time, that's that's your thing. Well, uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll say you were a secret shopper, checking out the merchandise before we bought the place. You can say that. Um, I'm not really going to lie to them if they ask me. Oh, I'll lie to anybody who asks. As long as we have that established. Well then, with your with you all's plan established, uh, the... Ferris, do you have any thoughts? I was just about to ask that as well. Mm, not really. I mean... The idea of going in there saying, you know, I'm the owner, let's renegotiate contracts was probably my first guess in what we can do. And this time we won't have a uh, crate filled with a uh, wood aspect drop on our heads because she'll be with us. Look, I was not expecting to do that. I didn't know where I was going to end up. Because Divine and Ferris don't know uh, Captain Desert Bloom anywhere near as well as Elian and Ricky do. I feel like that at the scene, like Divine and Ferris are just like, yeah, of course, like who knew that this would happen? And Elian and Ricky are are just kind of like, a fucking course that happened. Oh, man, it's again. Quite serendipitous. Who knew that we'd all be at the same place at the same time? Weird. Crazy. Fate, uh, fate works in mysterious ways. Um, as you guys are heading out, I assume that you all have uh, just kind of stayed the day at the Desert Basilisk uh, since Minami was basically putting up everyone because the boss boss said to. As you guys are heading out, um, uh, Resh Bilar actually comes down um, from doing some paperwork and sa- saddles up to Ferris and goes... 
Well then, you weren't thinking about leaving without me, were you? I wanted to see what uh, what our guy from Wookshai got us uh, down in the undermarket. I mean, I wasn't thinking of leaving without you, but I also wasn't thinking of leaving with you. And if you want to come, come on. Uh, is that any way to treat your older brother? I'm pretty sure it's the only way to treat my older brother. <sighs> fair, fair. All right, then. Let's head on out. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. I called it! You should ask him what he's doing in the Ezoth area. <laughs> Sorry, we're arguing over who's going to say something <laughs> over here. Um, that's excellent to hear because I believe there is... Oh god, 10 o'clock. Anyways, let me try that again. <laughs> There's not three alarms going off four. at the same... Four alarms going off at the same time. Um, ah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I don't need no... Ignore that accent. That that came out a lot worse than I wanted it to. <laughs> I will not ignore that accent. That is now your accent forever. Wah. Wah. D- d- does, my, uh, does my explanation of your interpretive dance sound about right, Britt? It sounded great. I feel like that is a response of someone who's had to deal with this shit before. She does this dance every time she needs money. Yep. I'm sorry, I'm back now. What'd I miss? Me buying time for you to get back. Nice. Yeah, she's from, uh... What's that island? The Blessed Isle. I don't remember the madam's name. I don't remember if, uh... Sora ever gave me the madam's name. I am double-checking, but I am 90% sure that I did give you her name. Uh... No, I think, uh... We just covered that it was somebody that Salon knows from the Blessed Isle that used to handle trade. Mm, yeah, you're right. I do not see it on here. I, I saw that I gave you... Uh... Okay. I'm reading over my notes and I enjoy my in parentheses commentary. 